1: Hi, Chris here, and just to let you know, uh, this time we are releasing the episode in two parts. Uh, that's because we talked for so long about How to Train a Dragon 2 uh, that we, rather than give you one three-hour episode, <laughs> we're releasing it in two parts. Uh, so the first part we will be talking news and what we've been watching, and in the second part it's going to be all How to Train a Dragon all the way. So look out for that later in the week, and I hope you enjoy the show we
2: Hi. How are you doing? I'm good, cheers. How are you? I'm
0: good. Uh, i
1: actually...
0: Hi. Awesome. Hello.
3: <laughs> I'm doing well. How's everything? It's
1: going Hey.
4: Happy birthday! Happy birthday!
1: birthday.
2: <laughs> you can give her a second birthday. Yes. In her ears.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the queen gets two birthdays? Yeah, uh. you would the queen
2: two birthdays. I don't know what it says oh. about me, but when you said, like queen... I didn't mean it before Freddie Mercury.
1: Did you think the
2: band? Is there, a, is there a song that they did called
4: Second <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like the English Queen. <laughs> there we go.
0: <laughs> oh, good. <laughs>
1: Which will we <laughs> <actually. laughs> <laughs> We did. <laughs>
4: mm mm-hmm.
0: There was so much news that came out of D23 last week. It was insane. Um, but I think the biggest things for me, uh, was the announcement, like the, the reveal of Moana, the new Disney princess, and just how vastly different from the other Disney princesses that she looks. I mean, she looks like your normal woman, which is fantastic. And so I'm really looking forward to Moana, and I'm really glad that Disney is taking that feedback regarding diversity and uh, representation of women in their Disney Princess lineup and putting it into their movies, applying it. So they, kudos to them. <laughs> I think everyone was very pleased with the character design of on her. And then, uh, and then the announcement of the name for the de- the Pixar Day of the Dead movie Coco. Uh, I'll be very interested to see how that turns out, uh, since it shares some this, basically the same topic as uh, Book of Life. So I'll be interested to see what spin Pixar takes on Coco to make it different from The Book of Life as well as the student film Dia de los Muertos from 2013. So let's see how they make this into their own Pixar original and hopefully it doesn't turn out to be a carbon copy of those last two films. Yeah, it's not an well in in a way it's in our times and everything because the uh, because it's being told to children in our time and everything with the Book of Life. So in a way it is, but I can see where Coco maybe they are going with more of a reality, modern world based story rather than this kind of fantastical element that Book of Life and Dia de los Martos went with. So that would be an interesting direction to take it in, actually, and an excellent way to explore that cultural holiday uh, that the Mexicans have. So I really like the focus, too, on um, the Day of the Dead because it's still a holiday that not many people are familiar with. So really putting it in the mainstream culture and exposing people to it is really fantastic.
4: Listening, go
1: away!
2: Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I actually just jump in really quickly? There's one more thing I want to correct from last week. I had, I incorrectly said that D20 is like a shareholders', like, kowtow sort of meeting thing, and it's not at all. D23 is the name of the Disney fan club. And it's, that's why it's, it's advertised as the ultimate fan event. But it's sort of spilled out into a bit of a media circus over the last couple of years, I think. But that's the reason why they don't release any of the footage and it's very, very exclusive is that it's like a, it's like a cardholders event. I just thought that was sort of like worth um, correcting because I did mention that it was, you know, they were showing off the shareholders and it's not quite that.
3: Yes. <laughs> um, so... Well, I am starting with, uh, uh, Robert Lyons, um, and Django Voris, uh, uh a monthly, uh, animation screening and networking event, um, here in New York City at the South Street Seaport. And our, our first screening will be September 9th, but we're, we're definitely, uh, looking for animated short films. Um, this, this first uh screening event is we're gonna focus on New York City animators just to um try and get people to go and, and be there at the venue. But um yeah, I'm really excited about it. Excited about it. Um the space is beautiful and it's uh yeah, on the South South Street Seaport, um at Fulton Stall Market. Um it's a real intimate little screening space. There's a stage, there's beautiful sound. Um, there's a little overflow area with a tiny little bar and an outdoor seating area. Actually, we could probably project outside, too. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm really super excited about it. But you can uh, check it out. I'll put all this in the notes. But um, it, it's Animation Nights New York. And, again, we'll be doing it once a month, probably the second Wednesday of every month. And we'll be eventually uh, – we want to create sort of a networking event, um, but we're also going to be screening um, – short it's from all around the world it's really going to focus on uh, independent animation for the most part and and also we're going to do some works in progress and and um, maybe also do some sort of uh, student screenings too eventually but yeah it's just we're just starting this <laughs> so it's brand new and um, I'm really excited about it <laughs> uh, so we have a website it's animationnights.nyc, um or .com um, and we're also on Twitter brand new at AnimNightsNYC. Um but yeah if you go to the website you'll see the email address too um, info at animationnights.com and yeah just send a Link uh, to your film. Yes.
4: <laughs>
1: <Pens>. <laughs> okay, well
2: here's my thing about Scooby Doo <laughs> is that I don't so I think Scooby Doo is actually fondly remembered by people who are about my parents' age. So people who are about fifty like now and used to watch Scooby Doo um because it was one of the only cartoons on you know when, when they were kids. And so there's sort of like you are kind of looking at it through nostalgia goggles. I don't think Scooby Doo was actually ever that good, and oh, what? And it's sort of like banking off. Uh, um, I mean, okay, it, that's kind of harsh. It's 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 fine for what it is, but you know, in a world where you know pretty much after The Simpsons, like it looks kind of hokey and it's, it it doesn't really stand up, so. Your only thing they're banking off there is is um you know nostalgia, really. Which kinda of leads me to think, like lots of movies being made, you know, at the moment, is this movie for adults? Or is it really for kids? Because I don't know many kids who know what Scooby Doo is. You don't. Never gone away. Has
4: it not? No. Mm mm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Really? Yeah, Scooby Doo is not about her, right? So it is, from that point of view, it's very funny. And we still do look like the movies or the director video movies, like Scooby Doo Beats Kiss, Scooby Doo Beats.
4: Yeah! And then there's the whole classic of Scooby Doo Beats Batman. Yeah,
2: Scooby Doo is not about anyone. Right. Huh? It's like so. You, so you're saying it's like it's it's kind of been able to constantly reinvent itself. <laughs> that see, no, the thing is, that's my problem with it is it's rarely like you know when I was a kid, like Simpsons was on TV, and then you're also shown. Scooby Doo and I don't know, it's it I was it never made me laugh, it never scared me. Um and it and obviously it never surprises anyone, ever. So I don't really know why it's so fondly I don't know, why it's so beloved. hmm wow. like From who? <laughs> that was me. Oh, yes, <laughs> yes.
0: Well like I mean for me, I grew up on Scooby Doo. I watched the classic cartoons from the what was it, the sixties, I wanna say? Yeah.
2: Yeah, me Maybe, too. Yeah, the, yeah. The,
0: yeah, yeah, I watched them every off. night mm, and everything it was as a on kid. We went to every school, night.
2: As a kid. Yeah, it was Oh, it was on before
0: school for you? It was on during the dinner hour for us. I was like the, we our parents only let us watch Scooby Doo and the News over dinner. <laughs> that was it. That was our only option. So right. for me I think it's more of a nostalgia thing.
2: That's or kind not of the, it's, yeah, so this yeah. is like kind of what I'm trying to get at is, you know, we're living in the world where, you know, remakes and reboots are happening all the time. Right. And I'm just wary of how much is banking off nostalgia
4: and how what? much
2: it's, you know, cause, cause it's, it, okay, it's, it's kind of impossible not to, um, to feel nostalgia for things which might be, mm-hmm. Fantastic, but I think it's very important to recognize when you're doing that and when. Mm-hmm. You, you, yeah, it's it's um it's fine. I mean, hey, as Chris is saying, Scooby Doo movies get made all the time. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Well, like with Scooby Doo and everything. Well, I know I I don't like the live action movies; those are both terrible. Um. But with Scooby-Doo, the formula for it is really simple and as a kid it's easy to understand and it's also entertaining. Because you can always count on that stupid chase sequence and you can always (laughs) count on them to reveal the villain at the end of the day and you always get excited if you got the villain right and everything and you kind of feel bummed if you didn't get it wrong, if you got it wrong. And then always you get that line, I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for those meddling kids. (laughs) And they're Dog, I forget the whole line. And, you know, they say something about Scooby, too. Oh, and dog. Scooby Snacks. Come on, Scooby Snacks. I mean, Scooby Snugs are the whole series, the whole franchise is so met and meshed in our culture that there's even a shot called a Scooby Snack. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> Go for
2: it. I, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was yeah. it?
0: Scrappy Doo was the villain? Was the villain. Yes. Yeah, that was that was brilliant. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh. <laughs> well, I I guess at least with with a new CG movie, like, um, it's probably gonna be a bit prettier than Scooby Doo ever was. Because it was like, it was um it was what, you know, it was like a library show, wasn't it? At Hanna-Barbera, where they reused like, you know, um they reused backgrounds and walk cycles and everything, and it was never really, I don't know, like a spectacle.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, yeah, it was, I mean I those, never... they were made really cheap. <laughs>
3: yeah, I never really saw any of the Scooby-Doo like, remakes and stuff, cause I just, I had no interest. oh wow (laughs) I mean well no I mean I was just like and I don't know if it's like part of me just sort of (laughs) like resents not having a lot of options or choice or something (laughs) I'm just like why I don't want to go watch that but I mean you know I don't know I'm not sure why (laughs) I felt felt
2: the same I felt the same way it was like come on if I can be watching Dexter's Lab or you know (gasps) The Simpsons like something way smarter Yeah, (laughs) I'm not gonna just pretend, like, because my dad, you know, my dad, like, tried to show me Scooby-Doo, and was like, isn't this great? And I, you know, I'm like, Dad, I'm sorry, I can't.
0: (laughs) Aw, man. I think it was something, I think it's something you had to grow up with in order to fully appreciate it, because, like, watching it as an adult now, like, it's pretty repetitive. (laughs) (laughs) Everything, yeah, and also the fact that I've seen every episode I think at least five to ten times because they show repeats so much. I'm not kidding. This is what I watched as a kid and everything until I was about ten or eleven, and then like Powerpuff Girls came on and everything Mm and the whole girl (laughs) power thing, Um, and Kim Possible too. In the early millennium, those were my jams. Um, But yeah, Scooby Doo. I mean, it definitely a lot of it that factors into liking it. I think is growing up with it and. Having this recognizable character and everything that made you laugh and stuff. So, I, don't know. I also have a giant Scooby doll staring right at me right now. So, <laughs> oh,
3: that is hilarious! That's awesome. <laughs> so you can tell That's I'm awesome. pretty attached.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. started watching it. Um but it's, then it became it's like different. just really hard to watch. Um I think it has it has amazing design. Yeah. I, really liked how it looked.
0: I think what's difficult with that one though is they put Velma and Shaggy together of all people. Yeah. <laughs> They're a couple and you're like, What? <laughs> I would have never pegged them <laughs> as a couple. <laughs> oh, gosh, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: oh, hmm.
2: They, they. I saw some designs for some. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! There's
0: a, there's a big name attached to this. I'm sorry. Just in this art, this article posting, I'm reading about it. Dan Povenmire. Is that, is that the guy? Is that the guy? But he's still big. That's still a big guy. That's the, one of the creators of Phineas and Ferb. That's still a huge name to have attached to this animated movie. Oh, I might have to check this out now. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Not set to premiere, though, until 2018. Is that okay? Oh, that's just... It's
2: a movie. Oh, that's the movie. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's interesting. I didn't realize he was working on that because I know he's working on that new series for Disney, Milo Murphy's Law. But, huh. Must be multitasking.
3: Mm-hmm. Will they be dressed the same? I hope so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> these are, these are the important questions. <laughs> Will their character designs be the same? <laughs> I'm sure they would be recognizable at the very least, but I could definitely see some I'm sure there'll be some style differences to kind of update it to a new audience. Well,
2: I would they, imagine. Yeah, there, is a, there is a new series that's coming out like next year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, be Cool Scooby-Doo. And they've like completely redesigned... Well, not completely redesigned the characters. Wait. They still have the same color. Um, be Cool Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and like they've... they've what? Got rid of Dot eyes and they've got, Oh my like,
0: gosh. Those are these, so like, different. Olgy, it's a whole different style. Those
2: family guy-looking eyes and uh, Scooby Doo yeah. looks like he's... oh, <laughs>
0: it's like it looks like it's out of a comic strip almost. Mm. These new designs, oh my goodness! But the a... cr- the kerchief is
3: still <laughs> or whatever that is. So I guess we're kind of
2: proving Chris's point that Scooby Doo is still made a lot. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, I guess so. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I am I am I'm back out of touch. I'm granddad. <laughs>
1: hmm.
0: Wait fifty two episodes? Is the longest? I feel like the one from the sixties was longer.
2: No, they're they're just all so repetitive. Like, it seems like they're... A, yeah. Huh.
1: That's
2: true. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Ben! What? I could have sworn there were about 80 episodes of Mr. Ben. There are I'm
0: so... what? My mind is so blown right now. How many episodes... Now I want to find out how many episodes there were. And everything, because it's only going to be, like, 15 or 20, and I'm going to be like, well, no wonder I have every single one memorized,
2: just about. (laughs) That's going to be a minefield, because, like, the series had such weird titles. Like, there was one from the 70s called New Scooby-Doo, and then, like, that would air, Mm -hmm. like, like when I was a kid in the 90s. It's like, this doesn't look very new to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the one I watched was Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? That's, yeah, that's a classic. Scooby Dooby Doo, where are yeah. you? <laughs> you got some work to do now. Okay, that's all I'm doing. <laughs>
1: um. <laughs> oh my gosh!
0: Only 25 episodes? What? There's only 25 episodes of Scooby Doo. Where are you? Yep, that's why I have every single one memorized.
1: <laughs> wow. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We got some work to do now. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? We need some help from you now. Come on, Scooby-Doo, I see you. Pretending you got silver. You're not in with me, because I can't see
0: shake a Oh, oh wow. my gosh. What?
2: you know what I'd be okay with that because they... um, that would mean we get a wacky Racist movie. Mm.
1: Hmm.
0: Wow! Civil War. So, would they like cross over? Are we going to get like a Hanna Barbera Avengers and everything? Like that would be weird.
2: Well, the thing the, the, the thing is is that all the studios, um, all the big movie studios are just at the moment struggling to find any kind of cinematic universe because yeah, they're just trying to ape what Marvel did. Uh, well,
0: yeah.
2: Hmm. Well, <laughs> they think, I think they <laughs> think lied. they have DC, but, you know. Whether but they're, really takes-
0: well, they're looking for a cinematic universe to establish so that they have, a like, almost a guaranteed sense of income, a guaranteed sense of profit from the movies that they're producing, and everything too... Yeah, it like studios don't want to take risks really anymore with original content. Anything, you don't see that too much these days. It's a lot of sequels and a lot of world building mm. and everything. So, especially even when you look at the animated films, I mean, what were like half the animated films this year sequels alone? I think the the only really original ones you had Inside Out and then Home, which you can tell with Home they're trying to establish a franchise there. Um were there any other originals this year so far? It's kind of been a. Well,
2: um, we have Sean the Sheep in the UK. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. Oh. the Sheep. But you could say that comes from a franchise from the whole Wallace and Gromit.
2: Sure, uh, yeah, and, yeah. And, and also, A yeah. um, mm-hmm. three series of a TV show. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, cool. so it's a, it's a theatrical
0: film for, for a TV show. Yeah. So, yeah, and then you had Minions, which, oh, God. Um, uh, I had to go see that one with my family.
4: <laughs>
0: uh, am I the only one that's seen it? <laughs> uh, don't don't go. <laughs> Save yourselves.
1: <laughs> good.
0: And then, yeah, it's pretty much. Oh, and then well, we have the good dinosaur coming out in November. But also Hotel Transylvania 2 in September, and
2: well, is there anything I, else? I think I think someone here might have seen uh, an original animated movie. Oh yeah, someone has. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who might that be?
2: That was why I sent as a segue. Uh, yeah, that's a good <laughs> one. Totally- <laughs>
3: yeah, yes. Are you talking about The Prophet? <laughs> Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now up to play is um, Yvonne. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> bad. Yeah. Oh, bad. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Better. I um. Yeah, I, w- I went to see um the prophet uh, last week. Uh, Ka- How do you say his name? Khalil Gibran. Is that right? Sure. <laughs> I never re- read that book. I never read Mm-mm. the book. Um, uh, now I've downloaded it to my Kindle. But, um, yeah, I went to see it uh, last week. And, it, it, I mean, I I recommended it. It's a beautiful movie. It's funny because, you know, it was done, the CG, they sort of did like this tune shader CG for the main portion of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys know anything about the story at all? No. Um, I don't. But it's a, about a poet who. Uh, um, the larger story is it's about a poet who's sort of locked away. I'm not really ruining anything, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the government sort of um, is accompanying him to a boat, and he's supposed to return to his homeland. Anyway, as he travels through these different villages, he's a renowned um, poet who's been locked away, and as as he goes through the villages, the, the people all love him and are showering gifts on him and, and, um, he, um, gives advice and through poetry and words and about different topics about family and friendship and life and love and death and, and then, um, for each of the segments of poems and, and some of them are songs, uh, each of them is sort of was handed off to an independent animator and, you know, at first, some of the main I, I I guess they had some budget uh time constraints and budget issues and you could sort of see that I hate to say, um, with the sort of the, the beginning intro uh movie, the CG stuff, like it's a little pose to pose and um um I mean it's okay, but I, I swear like as soon as one of those independent animated segments came on, I was just Hold to write in <laughs> and mm. um, you know just got like choked up and i had like chills and it just it was beautiful it was really beautiful and the casting was um, was right on the money which I I mean I, I wouldn't really think like Liam Neeson as the main character would really necessarily make sense but but it just it was perfect <laughs> it was perfect and Salma mm. Hayek I mean, yeah, all the, uh, the voiceover cat, or yeah, the bio casting was really terrific acting. But, um, and the independent animation was all really, really, really beautiful. But, um, like Bill Plimpton did one and, uh, uh, Tom Moore did one that's easily recognizable and, uh, mm. beautiful. Um, uh, uh, Nina Paley did one. Um, uh, who else? like a whole list of animators but beautiful work i mean it's just really really beautiful um
0: sounds exciting and i guess the
3: main studio was what based in vancouver it was uh bardell is that right i guess i should look this up but yeah that was that was the only thing like in the very beginning i was kind of like okay i'm not quite getting this like it, but then it's like i said as soon as the the shorts started, it really, it just pulls you right in. It's really, really beautiful. They really, let, it seemed like they really let um, these smaller studios and independent animators just kind of interpret it how they wanted. You know, it didn't look like anyone was really necessarily directing them very much. You know, you could really see the different styles um, shine through, and it seemed like there was a lot of passion and love. Um in all of them and then the messages themselves were just gorgeous you know i mean like one of the messages is um um uh all work is love visualized or something like that you know you just come away from the movie feeling a little bit changed you know for the better
0: that's cool yeah yeah
3: Wow!
4: Sorry. Wow! <laughs> wow!
3: Mm-hmm. No kidding. And the thing is, it it wasn't lacking. You know what I mean. It had just as much detail. It, it was beautiful. His his piece was really beautiful.
0: Same.
2: No, really? not one. And yeah, it seems like, I mean, the, the, um, the, the distributor, which is likely to do it, Studio Canal, haven't even, you know, um, announced when they're going to be doing the next Ghibli movie, which is usually their priority. Um, mm. so yeah, that's kind of a shame, but I mean, knowing G-Kids, there's probably going to be a, a Blu-ray before the end of the year. Right.
3: Right, yeah, that's something. Well, yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth seeing on big screen if if you can. I mean, it was really beautiful.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd love to. And the thing is,
3: like, even the 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 style that they what they used for the CG uh, uh, like tune shader um, style that they used for most of the movie. Mm -hmm. It's funny because it really worked. I mean, it it seemed like a really good decision. You know. Just because of the contrast with all the Mm -hmm. other um, styles that that was used, it was it's pretty neat. Yeah, by the end I was just like, I love it, I love it, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just I have to say though, at the very beginning, it it seemed like a little bit of a shaky start. Like just Mm. being honest,
0: Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Wow.
2: Oh, jeez. It's exactly the thing that we well, were really, talking about. Yeah. Um, was it last week? I can't remember. But we spoke hmm. about how, you know, when animation tries to be edgy and mature, it just comes off as bloody juvenile. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, I mean, I laughed at one part um, in this trailer, and it was actually a slapstick joke, which was probably, you know... <laughs> um, <laughs> which could have easily have been in a DreamWorks movie. Mm. Right. Let's
3: just, yeah.
0: It doesn't look terrible but it's I mean like, you've seen uh, I've seen
3: they're, they're smoother. So much like robot chicken. What's
0: yeah.
2: It's kind of got that, that of like robot exactly.
3: chicken. I mean it looks yeah. yeah.
2: They all move from like the shoulders or something. It's something about the way they're animated. Mm. Um, they certainly move the same way. But yeah, it wasn't funny. There was like a really lame joke about how this guy was like, I don't know, are we allowed to swear on this pod- podcast? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a stupid joke about a guy fucking his hand, and then a the really, really m- misjudged rape. Yeah, mention. it's a joke. I'm not gonna call it a joke. And you're like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. It'll be good for fourteen-year-olds, I guess. Um, That's about it. (laughs) And it does not; it doesn't look bad. Because I mean, the interesting thing is, like, when you pitch an R-rated animated movie, you're not likely going to get a lot of money. And it seems like they've kind of done Mm -hmm. some interesting things with it. Um, Some of the designs are quite cool, but um, yeah, it's it doesn't actually look funny. I don't think does it. Else.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. And they've got like Kamel Nandiani, Brian Posehn, um, Bob Odenkirk, Mila Kunis. Um. Like some and T.J. Miller, some quite good. Like
0: yeah. TJ Miller's and everything
2: cast members. Um, I know. I was going to
0: say that. Who really? Yeah. Look like,
2: I mean, I have to say they know better.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: People who are involved with much better things at this point.
0: Well, TJ Miller's a comedian, anyways. Naturally, I mean, he's in that pretty out there HBO show Silicon Valley mm-hmm. and everything, which has quite a bit of adult humor in it. So I love it, that you know, show. <laughs> Which, yeah. but, so it's not surprising so it, to see I him. I love in that
2: it. show. Oh yeah. yeah. me too. I mean. It's not a bad he, show.
0: It's just, it's not surprising to see him doing something like this when he already no, does no, quite no. a bit of adult humor.
2: No, he's, he's, yeah, he's kind of, um.
3: His stand-up is furious, Yeah. His stand-up is fantastic.
0: <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's funny because he's in all these different animated movies. I mean, he's in, uh, Big Hero mm-hmm. 6. He's Fred. And then he's also in the Dra- whole Dragons franchise as, yes. uh, as one of the twins. God, I always forget which one's the boy and which one's the girl.
2: He's, he's um, kind of rough nut or tough nut. So <laughs> in this, like, sort of schlubby, like, basically stoner character.
1: Yeah.
2: Thing, those things. Right.
4: Yeah, he did. Oh,
2: no, he, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's perfect. hmm
4: mm-hmm.
2: I think my favorite version of that character, though, is um, the character he plays on Silicon Valley.
3: Oh God! Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, good. He just thinks he's in charge of everything, and
3: and he's not. Yeah. So,
2: good. so, um, so funny. But I guess. Hey, that speaks about like how how excited we are for Helen back, and we just ended up talking to TJ Miller. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> really?
1: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Maybe the maybe the trailer is uh not necessarily doesn't reflect the movie. I mean
2: it's very yeah. intentionally abrasive, isn't it? Like opening yeah. with a raping your hand joke is not yeah. really you Yeah. Know, yeah. It's, it's, That's true. yeah. Um I mean the, the inter- I mean the, the one interesting thing about this I think is I think it kind of speaks about um or it is evidence, rather, of how popular animation is at the moment.
3: Mm. And I like,
2: don't we mm-hmm. if like this would have happened like even five years ago. No. You know, to be so much animation, and for people to be wanting animation so much, for that to even be an R-rated animated movie. To well, I don't the-
0: think there's been an R-rated animated movie since the South Park movie. Um was that rated R or was it PG thirteen?
1: I feel no, like it was R. It was definitely
0: I feel like it was R because there was a lot of F bombs in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, so it's
0: definitely an it's definitely an R. <laughs> oh,
2: <that's> a... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I think of was tech on concrete was a fifteen over here. Okay. Okay. Western <laughs> mm-hmm. no, that's true, no, I can't think of anything since... yeah,
0: yeah
2: There's a story, mhm, hmm mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. It
2: it, you know it could end up being okay. I doubt it, but it could be. I'm trying to could be. My point. uh, I mean, I I think there's room basically for this type of thing. Um, There's
0: definitely a crowd for
3: it. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: didn't
3: they? I mean, they're involved with Bojack Horseman and Robot Chicken, right? Oh, really. The studio. So, I mean. Uh, right. Yeah, well, yeah, you can definitely
2: see it. I mean, Robot
3: Chicken, I haven't really watched Robot Chicken in a while, but um, it had some good. Uh...
2: It did. It was never, I mean, to be fair, it was never witty. It wasn't. Right. It, they, they didn't do that. They were just like, you know, you'd have to watch it. And mm-hmm. find thoughts funny, Um yeah. sometimes they really are. <laughs> anyway, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had um, its moments here and there yeah, that yes. cracked me
3: up for sure, but, um, I don't know. I love my own stuff, and stuff will be like that when I am, but they will be the like thing. Right,
1: yeah, mm. they get a little old. Yeah, <laughs> I in the trailer, Mm hmm. the Gun, stuff. I think
2: Royal Space That sounds much more exciting as well. really so are you i mean it's it sounds like a massive misstep for the movie to take are you positive that it's i mean that it's definitely about I mean, you trying to like him, and it's not, you know, an interesting uh, uh, event which is trying to, like, muddy the morality of the main character and make you wonder, oh, do I even like this guy? <laughs> right. I it. Cause I mean, I, cause Gynax has a really, um I mean kind of problematic history with this stuff where, you know, it's kind of, Gynax is built on horny young guys who like drawing spaceships and tits. And, you know, but they started doing <laughs> that at a really young age. Not really fully understanding, you know, cinema, <laughs> you know, completely. Um and doing things that would just you know turn them on and spend way too much time you know <laughs> animating um you know uh physics of like boobs bouncing and things the guy bounce yeah it's exactly so they're, <laughs> you know um, they 're that notorious for that that kind of thing i mean it's it 's surprising i incidentally i haven 't seen the movie. And I'm kind of shocked that there's such a scene in it because, uh, I thought it was just a space, you know, sci fi romp. And you and you say like without that scene, it's pretty much PG. Yeah, exactly. yeah. and 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 um, the character is not the character is like quite a like um, milk toast kind of good guy. Yeah, you 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 right. Right.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Well, I don't know if it's... I don't know if you say, like, it's just Japan, but, you know, the fact that these people making these movies were really young. Um, You know, Gainax was... You know, a bunch of guys in their 20s just got together and decided to make an animation studio. And... yeah yeah and um i mean incidentally, as uh the animation's beautiful and it's, uh,
4: hmm.
2: you've got some like veteran animators working on it but, but yeah i'm 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 interested now to check it out because I'm really surprised that something so um uh you know lacking self awareness is in is in this movie. Mhm. Right. <laughs> I'm a massive fan of it, yeah. That's the one with John, yes. Yeah, yeah. It's what well, is actually the same uh, studio, um, Dino Stammer Topolipis. I can't say his name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I've got the curse. <laughs> Um... Do you know Stamatopoulos? Who... Yeah, who... Who did more Laurel Starburns. Yeah, Star... Yeah, people who watch Community know him as Starburns. He actually has an animation studio called Starburns Industries. Um... Which is... Uh... The production company for Rick and Morty. Um... But yeah, Rick and Morty is amazing. Um... It's currently, like, halfway through the second season. Which is airing at adult, on... Adult Swim at the moment. Um... And yeah, it's just it's such it's really good sci-fi, and really good comedy, and all of this, all of the, um, you know, like lots of when comedy and sci-fi sort of come together, one of them has to sort of fall by the wayside. You know, either you get something that's really funny and is sort of set in space and doesn't really follow through on you know the sci-fi convention, but Rick and Morty really goes the whole way with. Um, with the stories basically where most um, you know where, where most things would end the, the sci-fi exploration of something that's like the end of act one <laughs> on a Rick and Morty episode <laughs> um, yeah and I, actually there was an episode on um, this past Sunday which I think is probably one of the best they've ever done and and you know um, being written by Dan Harmon who who created uh, Community. So he doesn't write Rick and Morty, but he's sort of... I think he's a showrunner, so he's with the writing staff in the writing room. Um, his, like, meta-sensibility is really there in Rick and Morty, and it's really self-aware, and, like, the characters will just address... You know, they break the fourth wall, and it'll... It,
1: it,
2: it, but it doesn't feel too try-hard, or... I don't know. Um, it kind of reminds me of... Um, there's a saying that in animation, uh, feature films are like a classical orchestra. You know, you have to like write the score and there's a giant team and you, um, you know, you can't change too much. But TV animation mm. is more like jazz where, yeah, <laughs> where, where you can, you know, have an idea and just try it and see what that's like. And that sensibility is really there in Rick and Morty um the way the the, the way they um <laughs> the way their acting takes it edited sometimes they'll just leave in the um the voice actor's corpse a line <laughs> or fucking up um and th- there'll be uh you know times where they 'll just improvise something and you can tell they 're improvising because you hear like laughter in the background but ah oh, i don 't know it's wow. it's amazing it's it's it 's so well written as well.
3: I have to watch that. Yeah, and
2: one one more thing about it, which which I think is is quite remarkable, is that. So I'm a really big fan of BoJack Horseman at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's excellent. Like, I mean, it, being really honest though, the show's kind of ugly, and
0: <laughs> I think that's part of what it's supposed to be, mm-hmm. though. I mean, to get the so, well, story okay, across, it,
2: it is, it is, but like, I'm really sick of that with TV yeah. animation. Because you're basically mm. being tricked into watching a radio play, um, but with Rick and Morty, the v- visuals are really driving um, the storytelling, I think, and uh, it's really nicely animated and really interestingly directed uh, nice. so that's kind of refreshing for, yeah, for me, mm. I think um, but yeah, like we, are you going to carry on watching it, Chris? So you can catch up and we can can text each other about, oh my God, can you believe that last episode?
1: Yes, it's not useful
2: Okay. <laughs>
4: Mm.
2: What sort of stuff is there? Is it like production artwork or marketing... Done by him.
4: Hmm.
2: Yeah, because actually he was um, he was he was such a uh, a versatile artist that he was able to do, um, you know, like it's really interesting if you watch the uh, the director's commentary, um, for Paprika, he'll just like be sitting there um, going, oh yeah, that that bit of background there, um, that wasn't done in time, so I had to paint that, and you know, like he um uh he was just a master of like being able to draw and paint animate he could do it all um so yeah i'm really interested to see his art, art book and see what kind of things are in there yeah he wanted i he i think he was training to be a to be a painter and then he you know fell into manga and uh and then um anime from there nice It's not, but if you, but if you, I, I'll always take this opportunity to say, yeah, if you're not familiar with his, with his films, go and check them out because the films that he did make are some of the most amazing animated, you know, or live action <laughs> movies I, I've ever seen. He was such a, mm-hmm. he was such a smart filmmaker and he understood how to use cinema and animation, like, to their full potential. Um, nice. I think, um, that's been mentioned before in this podcast. Yeah. There is one tiny thing that I was introduced to last night, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is gonna, like, be a saviour for me. So, <laughs> um, you know, like, Jill, you are saying you've had, like, a hectic week and you've not had much time for, like, watching. so I totally get what you mean. Like, I've had a crazy week and mm. I only really had time to watch Rick and Morty this week because I always make time for it. Right. Um, but someone introduced me to, uh, an anime series that's about three minutes long. And, I mean, each episode is three minutes long. I think they're about 50 episodes. And it kind of reminded me of like, you know, being Puppycat, where <laughs> it's, 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 it's kind of like blanket TV for adults, where it's like a comfort blanket and it's just pure <laughs> escapism. It's, it's not really too, um, to anything, it's it's like you know it's like sitting there with a Jew of Pringles. You just like, <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, yeah, and then before you know it, you've watched ten episodes or you've finished all the Pringles. Um, <laughs> so I, so once you pop, yeah, you can't stop watching cartoons. <laughs> and and I think this is going to like become my comfort blanket. It's called Poyo Poyo. I think that's the, like, <laughs> the English title. And it's just like a, 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 a it's, it's a three minute cartoon about a cat, which is unbelievably round. It just looks like a bull with legs <laughs> and cat ears. And he just like goes on, you know, he, he runs into, um his origin story as we see him is that there's this woman who's out, um, on the town, and, then, uh, and she's drunk. And she's, like, falling asleep on <laughs> the street. And as she's falling asleep, her head um, rests on this, like, thing that looks like a pillow, and it's not. It's a cat. So she takes the cat <laughs> home. And I, I don't know. You just have to watch it. Um, I think you can watch it all on Crunchyroll, which is free, um, in standard definition. Uh, it's not, you know, HD you have to but it's, yeah, it's just, it's going to, it's going to definitely, you know, keep me sane. <laughs> it's these next, like, <laughs> quite few busy weeks I have. Because, you know, uh, watching, sometimes, like, catching on the TV is a bit of a chore in itself. So just being able to, like, dip in for, like, three minutes for an episode is going to be, it's going to be great. Okay, so that wraps up our
1: general animation discussion, and join us for the second part of the episode very soon, where we will be talking about how to train your dragon, too.
4: No. Oh, Oh, okay, Mm -hmm. it dropped,
0: it dropped. (laughs) Okay, sorry. (laughs) I was just like, oh, did I say something terrible?
2: <laughs> Pucho. Yeah, true, I'm like, it just went deadly silent, and I'm like, oh my
3: goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like the red chair button. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well. At Busch Gardens Christmas Town, rekindle the spirit of holiday traditions for you and your family. Delight in the wonder of over 10 million twinkling lights. Cherish the moments as you enjoy new holiday shows and visit Santa and Rudolph. And immerse yourself in a world transformed by the season at the world's most beautiful theme park. The holidays shine brightest at Busch Gardens Christmastown. Select dates through January 2nd. Right now it's the best deal of the season. Save over 50% with tickets as low as 24.99.
4: Restrictions apply.